Hello, hello. Welcome to the Woke Wisdom Podcast. This is Alexandra Loves. And yes, I am here with my furry guardians, Cyrus and Bisu. Joyfully coming to you from the moon garden where wisdom is nourished, awakening is embraced, and fun is encouraged. And before we get started, I want to remind you that the best way to get acquainted with this podcast is to listen to the first episode when you get a chance. It's called Orientation. I want to thank my guests who have been showing up. This is just the sixth episode. I've done many recordings with guests that will be rolling out over the spring and the beginning of the summer. So far, I've had a, a few guest episodes come out, and wow, like I am feeling really blessed to be in this position where it seems like I'm, I'm recording just this archive of healing, <laughs> of, of women healers who are just activating all of you out there in one way or another, and I just feel like honored to be in this position. So I want to express gratitude for that, and I also want to express gratitude for listeners this podcast was around a few years ago and I stopped. I got overwhelmed with the technology and I came back and I'm, I'm know that this will be a consistent thing. Now I have my drive. I have my organization and I know where I'm going with it. There's a really awesome group of people who are listening on a regular basis. I can see it in the numbers. I did not expect that. And so for all of you original listeners out there, and, and I know you're sharing because there's new people coming and commenting. Um, thank you. Oh, my my heart just feels so warm to have support on, on any level. And, and it means so much to me. This is, a, a like I said, <laughs> it's a labor of love. So thank you. If you have a moment, it's just a few clicks. Please do rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't have Apple Podcasts, you can, of course, do that on our Facebook page, which is just Woke Wisdom Podcast. Today's episode is a little bit different. Remember I said that this is an ever-evolving podcast. <laughs> and I have been finding my way of communicating that where I can get across what I want to say, but also is, is comfortable for me. If you know me from before, I used to do tons of videos on Facebook and in-person workshops and, and, you know, holding long-term classes and everything. And that's really comfortable, but doing this audio space has been a little bit challenging to feel kind of flowy and to feel natural. And of course it's going to take practice, you know, it's going to, I'm going to get there. But I did realize that there's a few adjustments I needed to make for myself, like sitting on the floor, like having notes instead of more of a script to take my time and, and just cut out the pauses rather than trying to just go all the way through um, as I'm expressing myself. So you might notice that the format of how I'm addressing you is a little different. I just wanted to let you know that that's what's going on in this episode. Thank you for uh, being with me as <laughs> we evolve together. Let's do this. Let's get into what we're here to talk about today. Are you alive? Like, no, really, really. Answer that question. Pause the audio if you need to. Are you alive? I forget to ask myself that sometimes, and I'm glad 
that I started hearing that from my godmother. Because sometimes I forget to be alive. <laughs> Friends! There's so much I want to share with you about the experience, my experience, what I've witnessed in this world when it comes to relationships with what is outside of me but connected to me, what I previously thought was separate from me, but now I realize is part of me. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it sounds so, <laughs> it sounds so puzzling. What is she talking about? Is this going to get really woo-woo? Probably, probably. <laughs> I like to skate around in the woo-woo world and scientific world and <laughs> the practical world and, and also the divine logic world. All of it, all of it together, together. Hmm. I want to share with you a story, an idea of creation and, and who you really are. And I am not here to tell you who you really are. <laughs> that is that is not my job. It's, it's not my place. However, I have a belief about who you are and it's up to you to decide whether this is for you or not. And the story I want to share with you is something, it, first of all, it's very generalized. In, in my own belief system, there's many more layers and dynamics to this wisdom, to this knowledge, to this what we know to be true in sort of our traditions, right? And there will be similarities you'll notice with other creation stories or other explanations of who you are. And that's okay. That's why I'm talking in general terms. This is not meant to replace anybody's um, belief systems, especially if you are working with an indigenous system that works for you or is part of your bloodline. Or um, This is just really a, a general idea because I really have this, uh, I have this intention to help people, especially women, embody who they are. And there's so many ways we can do that. You know, there's a lot of self-help out there for, for that and, and therapy and working with people and being in communities. And we, we continue to find ourselves through the experiences in our lives that are wanted and unwanted. <laughs> I found out a lot about myself today because I was chopping purple onions. And you know, when you like chop the purple onions and, and then like, there's like a bit of a slimy layer <laughs> And like, you're not really noticing, you're just going, cha, 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 cha. and then the knife slips and it just cha, right into your, to your finger. Well, friends, you'd think I would have learned from this. Uh, this is a common theme, things that keep happening over and over again until, <laughs> until I'm like, oh, I need to be really careful about this. I need to be really aware. But yeah, the, th the knife slipped. I've had this injury on my on two of my fingers consistently and just shoot right into an already existing wound. And I was like, ah, uh, the layers of pain. And then the, the layers of like, I know about this. I continue to get, I continue to get guidance about this and I still chop my finger and, you know, I go on my journey, but what's that about? 
Why is there a pattern here? You know, let's let's engage with this, and and maybe I could learn something ab- about myself. And when I ask those questions, I get to explore those things about myself with a whole sort of let's call them a team, a spiritual team. It's not just Alexandra asking herself. You know, Alexandra, the human, asking her true self, the spirit, hey, why is this pattern happening where I keep cutting into my finger, especially with onions? It's always the onions, nothing else, it's just the onions, you know. It's not just that. It's also I have the spirits who are with me, the one, the ancestors I have relationships with. And, of course, that all comes from a source. What's source? Well, you can call it many things. I like to call it source when I'm speaking in in settings like these in a podcast or if I'm out there in the world where people can see me because I think source really covers all the ideas of, of God, right? So we're not leaving God out. Um, but for this, I'm, uh, you know, source substitute what is important for you to believe about what source is (laughs) personalize this podcast in this experience. So when I, engage with this pattern and I do this with all patterns and, and I'm, I hope that you engage with patterns when you see them. It's, it's like such a great opening for learning. And I'm asking you, what is this about? Is it about carelessness with the onions? Is it about, you know, I have all my guesses. Is it, I'm not supposed to eat onions and all this stuff. And I ask the questions and, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to let all this go because I'm not getting any hits. I'm not getting any kind of feedback. I'm going to let all this go. And, and the core question is just, is there something here for me to learn? <laughs> and luckily, because I continue on that path to build the relationship with my spirits and my ancestors, through which I also have the connection to source through them, Right then I do get feedback. It might not be, and the feedback looks different. The feedback looks different for everybody. It's not, sometimes, sometimes it is like, because you shouldn't eat the onions, right? It's like just very direct. It's this thing, right? Sometimes it's being led to a video that just happens to pop up on my screen. It's like the best way to cut onions so you don't cut yourself, right? Sometimes it is, sometimes it is being at a friend's house and, they're showing me some trick about onions that I, I didn't know, right? It could, it could be anything. It also could be go to the hospital or go to the doctor and get this thing checked out or the medicine woman get this thing checked out because there's actually something growing in your finger that needs to be tended to or removed, right? So it could, it could be anything. But the point is I activated my spiritual team, my divine team that I have built and continue to build relationships with. I activated them around this pattern. And I'll tell you, that's not what my life was like forever. Like I've always had relationships with spirit and ancestor as far back as I can remember, but that was just, that wasn't led. There wasn't people talking to me about that. That was just something, that was just one of those things that I came into the world with. We all have those things that we come into the world with. Unfortunately, sometimes our culture, our parents, our society, religion, whatever it is says, Oh no, don't do that. Don't be psychic. You know, (laughs) the magic that you have doesn't really fit into the status quo. So, so we're slowly, slowly, going to teach you to fear it slowly, slowly going to teach you to, to, you know, not use it 
even though it is a gift for you to benefit your life, it is part of your destiny. All the dreams and the, and the desires that you have are actually able to be manifested if you are developing and engaging with those things that you were born with that you come into this life. And we'll get into that in just a minute when we get into this, who you really are in the creation story. But it wasn't like that for me. Um, before I kind of was interacting with beings, right, that talked to me, or that, that I could feel leading me or engaging with me. But for a long time in my life, I just wasn't acknowledging that. I didn't know how to engage with that in a way that I could know what I was doing, right, in a way that I was actively, consciously at that time in my life as a young woman building a relationship with my ancestors and my spirits, who I am, my ancestors and my spirits. And I want to say too, for those of you, when I start talking about this, sometimes people are like, oh, ancestors, I don't know if I want to deal with that because I don't know if my ancestors were good. Ah, I don't want to deal with that because somewhere in my family, people were starting to fool with ancestors or spirits and they did some stuff that was like kind of evil or they did some stuff that wasn't cool and it made people sick. And yes, that happens. That happens. And so I want to introduce you to this idea that there's a wide range of when we're talking about spirits and answers, it's like the huge range. And it's important to know that there's this huge range of, of building these relationships because huh, it's important to know this because this is something that everyone has access to. And if we are wise about building the new world and healing us, our communities, our children, breaking curses, manifesting what we dream about, what's been alive in us forever, and we haven't been able to touch it or we don't know what path to get on or we've been struggling with it, if we want to get there, working with our spirits and our ancestors is the way. That's what I believe. Anyway, that's what I've seen and experienced anyway. So what I'm talking about when I, when I say the spectrum There are very direct ways through divinations, through um, being in in certain, you know, there's orders out there and and cultural practices. And um, I highly suggest you look into your bloodline and and go back to where your people were last indigenous in your bloodline. Just keep going back, back until you find out before they were civilized, before they were colonized. Find those people and start finding out how do they connect with nature? How do they connect to spirits and ancestors, right? So there's there's very direct ways where, where you can go through a divination or you can go through culture practice and you might get specific, like this ancestor is working with you. Don't work with this ancestor. You might get specific like names. There's, there's that way. Some of us have altars to specific ancestors. Some of us have rituals and rites that we practice with those specific, uh, those specific beings that we're connected to. That's one way, but that's not everybody's way. But there's also when we're talking about creating this relationship, there's also a way where maybe you're, you're not interested in building the altar to your ancestors or, or you don't have the capacity to trace your bloodline back and do all that research and, and travel to Madagascar or Ireland or where, you know, wherever it is for you. And you still want to access that energy, but you're not quite sure how far you want to go. You can also engage by starting to think about 
or saying in your prayers or your meditations or as you're walking outside or whatever, you can also address ancestry as those who are here to help me on my journey. Those of my blood, those those connected to me that are here to help me on my journey. That's that's also a way it's very general. You don't have to go too deep for that. That's That's also one way some people have things in their houses or rituals in their houses that are very general just around ancestry. That's also a way. The most accessible, I think, especially if you haven't grown up or been shepherded into a culture that have clear relationships with ancestry is to create relationships with nature elements. One of the first, before I started consciously creating a relationship with my ancestors, I mean, like I said, as a kid, I I always had those relationships going, but I didn't consciously really know what was going on. And then there was a long period of time where I I wasn't accessing that really. It it had been educated, religionized or whatever out of me. And so I I wasn't told, I knew, I was always into the like metaphysical and like what's outside of us, but inside of us and all of that. But I wasn't consciously making or engaging with relationships or tending to those relationships. And so I started connecting first with the moon, new moon, full moon, new moon, full moon, waxing, waning, waxing. I was, I was connecting with the moon and one of my friends, this is back in Colorado. One of my friends, I had gone to Lakota sweat lodge and I had heard for the first time somebody say grandfather moon. And I was like, whoa, okay. All right. The moon is an ancestor. We're the same stuff that stars are made of, right? There's a, a Shakespeare quote, which I will post, I'll find, I'll find. There's many quotes about how we're connected to nature, but there's a really famous one that I know you've heard, and it flows beautifully, and it's, uh, I believe it's from Romeo and Juliet, and I'll post it in the Woke Wisdom podcast in, uh, Instagram so you can see it. We're the same stuff as as the stars are made of, and, and that really connected to me also because I was I was also... A professional actress, and I was in a, I was a resident act, actress in a Shakespeare company, and I, I believe that that quote was being said on stage at the same time, around the same time that I was going to these sweat lodges and hearing this terminology. So it really stuck with me. So as I'm talking about ancestor and spirit, right? So sometimes ancestors are spirits, right? I, you tend to hear me say ancestor and spirit because in my traditions, yes, ancestors are spirit, but we also, there's different ways we interact with either. And sometimes those overlap, but it makes sense to differentiate the two in my mind, but your ancestors are spirits. So for now, I'll say when you're, when you're interested and curious about accessing relationship with ancestor and relationship with spirit, but maybe you're not quite ready to go far with ancestors or it doesn't quite feel right to you, you can also look at spirit slash ancestor as the moon or fire or the earth. These are your ancestors. You are, and you'll find this in just about every uh, indigenous divine science cultural, spiritual practices, way of participating in life. 
that you are made of earth, fire, wind, air. There are different indigenous cultures that might have different elements. If you go to acupuncture, which is part of Chinese medicine, they'll talk to you about... If you've ever gone to acupuncture and you haven't asked yet, please do ask how they're looking at your body because they'll tell you about like the flow of wind where they're putting a needle. It, it opens up the wind in this meridian or they are flooding the sea. There's literally a bo- part of your body called the sea of something. I don't know. Somebody's listening to this right now and, and letting me know, please let me know. What is it called? There's a part, many, probably many parts of your body that's called like the sea of something. <laughs> so I wanted to orient us a little bit before I get into telling this this general creation story and of who you really are from my perspective, right? And encourage you and inspire you for those of you who are anywhere where you're healing something, you're attempting to manifest something, you're breaking cycles, there's something that you are having difficulty understanding in your life or about this world. And I think that's common right now, especially in 2022, when this is being recorded, is there's a lot out there that is difficult and challenging that we're being bombarded with to to understand and to make sense of. There's a lot of whys in my communities right now. And I have a lot of whys about myself, about the things I'm doing. Do you have that right now? I have that where I'm, where there are things I'm doing every day and I'm like, what? I've been doing this for six years or I've been doing this thing that I don't totally love and I don't really depend on myself doing it. Why? Why am I in this pattern? You know, and then I ask, you know, hey, can I change this? Like, what can this change to? I wish to grow. And my spiritual scene shows up and helps me move it. (laughs) My intention, again, is that I want, my intention is that I have this deep desire for you, especially women, to embody power, to embody who you really are, because we are the healers of this world. It is our time to be healing in this world. And I am so clear on that. And I know a lot of people are very clear on that. And that does not mean that those who are not women are not healing or healers. That is not what it means. It means that there is a great calling right now for us to be healing and Look, you don't need to be a glittery, a glittery like priestess with a shaman drum and a ten thousand followers, or know all the herbs or whatever. It, it doesn't matter where you are, who you are, what your situation is, what your shoe size is. It doesn't matter. It's inside you, and there's this like awakening. We talked about this on so many episodes. I'm not gonna go deep into it, but. <laughs> We talked about this on so many episodes with my guests and in my own, you know, my own episodes. There's awakening happening. And for some of us, it's like explosive. For some of us, it's little by little. And this awakening is asking us, I believe, to heal this world. Oh, that sounds so big, right? 
and and we get pushed into <laughs> definitely as women we get pushed into like holding the weight of the world on our shoulders holding the weight of of the, this community holding the weight of, of what happened over there to our brother or sister holding the weight of everything that's happening to the kids and what's happening to our partner and all the stress okay right we have work to do around that and our responsibilities, right? We can't take on everything, but I do think that it's within us and it is our responsibility to heal this world and it happens in these in in our in our sphere, right? I'm not gonna be able to save the whole world and everybody in the world, but in my sphere of influence and and that might be within a family, right? That might be within this community I am I'm in. But all of that starts with ourselves. And I think the great healing right now is to know who we are. And we are not just meat sacks walking around with consciousness. Though I guess somebody can make the argument that that is what we are. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. I, I get that. We are so much more. You may have heard we are our spirits. We are our ancestors. Some people will even say we are God. We are source, right? There's also some people who you know, feel like that's a blasphemy or not okay. Whatever you believe, you know, whatever feels comfortable to you, whatever you're curious about and you want to try on and discover, that's what this audio space is about. You're so much more. You are your spirits. You are your ancestors. And I hope that you create relationships with them so that you know yourself and that you can manifest your dreams and that you can heal yourself and that you can heal your world and so that we can heal this world together. It's in our grasp, as scary as all the things going on around us and the chaos and the confusion and the narratives and the dominant thought and the consistent colonization of each other's identities, the consistent genocides and colonization of each other's land and cultures and all this, right? It's still within our grasp to have unity, to create a better new world. And it's my belief that that will only happen if we embody who we are. Okay, I think I've made my point. <laughs> my cat's looking at me like, uh, you just said that in like three different ways. I just want to really want to, I want to get it across. I, I just, it's important to me because I'll tell you, I might've just said that three different ways, but out in this world, everything around us is conditioning us to not believe in who we are or know this about ourselves. The first thing that happens when people get civilized, the first thing that happens when larger powers come in to take over or manipulative people come into your life or communities or even in our school system, the first thing they do is to separate, try to sever that tie from you and your consciousness of knowing that you are more than just you and that your power is so much greater and that you have the ability to heal and you're, heal yourself and others and you're not alone. It's important to hear these things over and over again from me, from your friends, say it to yourself, record yourself, saying it back to yourself from other sources, from mentors, from books to know who you really are because we hear it all the time. We are surrounded by so much system and created culture and schooling and religious and society that tries to make us forget 
that tries us to do the exact opposite, to try to keep us in fear and separated and to make us basically easy to control and fight each other. I mean, <laughs> that's, I don't think that's so hard to see. If you look, and now that you know, look around. <laughs> it's not hard to see. So the creation story that I wanted to share with you about who you really are. And I know a lot of you, I, look, I am not confused. I know that to my podcasting, to my clientele, to my communities, collaborations, I attract a lot of women who are deeply tapped into this. I know that a lot of you already know the creation story that works for you. I already know that you're set, you're, you're on a path, you're on a journey. So this, again, is not to replace that or to say that this is better or, or this is right. This is just a reminder, a grounding, a, a concept I'm, I'm sharing. It might, you might just be nodding your head and be like, yep, yep, I'm that. I know this. Yes. And this, and this, and you know, all these other dynamics and details. And there's some of you out there might be like, might be down and just need a reminder, <laughs> need, need to hear the truth that you already know again, if it's, if it's ringing true to you, or if it's opening up your curiosity, it's opening a door that's already inside you. You know, it's not new to who you, it's not new information. It's not new wisdom that I'm sharing with you. It's actually something that is just rekindling inside you. And then there's some of you I know who are just like this world she's talking about, or this, this thing that is represented out there about spirit and ancestry and, and who I really am. It might, it might be new. It might be completely new. And the reason I'm telling this creation, creation of who you are, who you really are story in this way is because I want you to have just a general idea and it will help. It, I want it to be like a baseline so that you can go and find out more for yourself. Whether you go to your bloodline, you start making relationships with the moon or, or the fire, or, you know, the earth in your backyard. Yes, you can start there. You can go stand on the earth in your backyard and honor the earth and say prayers to the earth. That is a way of creating a relationship with your spirit, with your ancestors, right? And I also want to add that this is a story before I understood where I was going as far as my traditions, what made sense for me to be practicing my personal practices, my temple practices, my interaction, my more conscious and ritual ceremony and agreements with spirit and ancestor. Before I got there, I was reading all, all sorts of spirituality creation stories and interacting with people who have all sorts of beliefs, Yoruba, uh, pagan beliefs, People in the United States who had some made up, like recently made <laughs> made up beliefs. <laughs> None of those really stuck with me. <laughs> I had a lot of really beautiful experiences and, and awesome people in my life share what, you know, their stories. And, and some of those stories are easy to find in books and online and some of those stories, it's better to be in community and, and hear what they have to say. And even within cultures, even within cultures that have had the same stories for a millennia, you'll find that the people over here to the West have a little 
like their dynamics about that story a little different. And the people, this family over here, because of their experiences with spirit, is going to be a little bit different, their interaction with that story, right? There's no matter what culture you're in, there's going to be interpretation and there's going to be different types of people who, you know, this family over here has a little more fire in them and this family has a little more water in them. Their interaction with the stories, their spirits, their answers, all of it is going to be just a little slightly different. So I was learning about this and all these dynamics and seeing all these like fractals and seeing where people were kind of held together at the seed, the heart of a, an idea about who we really are. And then I was seeing all the fractals and then how people come back. It was just like a, th this wisdom of who we are was, was knitting people together. And that's the other thing. If we can really understand who we are, even if we don't all have the exact same creation story, but we understand what we're made of what's inside us and our, and our abilities, then that's something that across the world can unite us. Because what the system tells us and what our religion tells us is not who we are, okay? It's just, it's just, again, it's made to make us fight with each other. I know, I said it, I said it like a fifth time, and that's because I want to undo, I want to unwind our minds from, <laughs> from the programming that we get every day. Okay, so the story. This story helped me so much. It helped me get on the path to where I was going and um, at that time in my life, all I was looking for was I was like, try to manifest. I want to manifest. I want to manifest something. I want to manifest money. I want to manifest a boyfriend at that time. I want to <laughs> manifest, 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 right? And I didn't realize in my mind at that time, all I was listening to was Abraham Hicks. There's nothing wrong with Abraham Hicks. Abraham Hicks is a really great door. It's a really great door to open. Uh, and Abraham Hicks has like, like focused on, I've noticed focused on like, it seems as if that in those conversations that I hear online with Abraham Hicks is like a lot of focus on like things, right? But I think there's a misinterpretation because so many of those recordings are, are live. Um, I think there's a misinterpretation that the greatest manifestation is manifesting ourselves because to manifest anything, like whatever, whatever is the boyfriend or the, you know, whatever it is that you want, we really are manifesting the version of ourselves that can be up to speed or can, uh, a better way to say is to match in alignment to what it is that we're calling in that is waiting for us because it's part of our desires. We were programmed or it's in our codes to desire certain things. Okay, more on that later. <laughs> we'll talk more on that in a different episode. <laughs> so I was looking, I was trying to manifest things, f fix my life and all this stuff. And I studied with a yogi for a while and realized that it goes so much deeper than just the thing that I wanted. It, it was all inside me. And, and I was hearing all these creation stories. I was like, oh, who am I? Who am I? There's more than this. And I wanted to start creating those relationships with spirit and ancestor and finding out, I didn't have those names. I wasn't saying it that way, but create the relationship with my spiritual team. And then eventually became spirit and ancestor. And as I've done that, manifested myself, becoming who I am, becoming who I am, the endless process of becoming who I am, to peeling back the layers and healing, I started noticing that how, what I was desiring, the boyfriend, the money, all that, what I was desiring and how I was desiring it, and the way I was thinking about its fulfillment within my life continuously became this sort of cyclical thing of my desire matches, my desire is bigger than me. It actually has to do with my 
spiritual team? And why give me these desires if I wasn't meant to be on the journey of aligning with them? And then as I realized I was working with a spiritual team, I would, the best way I can put it is my desire, I got more pure and I got more, um, my desires became more pure. Meaning that instead of like, I want the money, it was, I would like to have the resources so that I can live a lifestyle where I can heal, where I can do my spiritual work. Like it was all stuff that was to the benefit of my spiritual team and to my healing and to giving back to the world and also to embrace me for my growth. And when I started interacting that way and had the beautiful relationship and confidence of the spiritual team around me, I started noticing things opening up in my life and the journey towards those things being so much sweeter before it was, I just want to get to the goal. Now it's like the goal of, you know, I'm still going with the example of the boyfriend, the money, right? Now it was like, that was the goal. It'd be great when it gets here, but I'm really excited about this journey that we not Alexandra, but we, me and my spirits and ancestors are going to take. So the story is, is that who you really are as a spirit in human body, having the spiritual experience of being human, right? And that your spirit is made up of parts of your spirits, parts of your ancestors. Now going into the depth of the difference between spirits and ancestors quite generally is that dimensionally ancestors are still in the working of balancing the toll of life before. There's some reason that they have not yet ascended into more pure forms. The more pure forms are more elemental, more spirit, like closer to God, right? And you'll see, if you look into old texts from religions that wrote stuff down and, and old cultural spiritual beliefs, you'll see like the, the ascension and you'll see, um, sometimes you'll see like beings getting more power (laughs) and you'll, they're always ascending towards a source, towards a God, a more pure form. Right. So those spirits and those ancestors come together and they create a spirit and that spirit is you and they put you into body and you are walking around having the spiritual experience being human. Oh, it seems so simple, but yeah, it's so profound because it means that there are beings that have very special interest in you succeeding however you want to look at that, succeeding and doing well and enjoying this life to some degree. Now, there's all these questions about like, okay, well, what if you're born and, you know, you have a some sort of ailment or maybe you're born and you just have like a, a crappy life? Well, that's one thing about existence. That's one thing about spiritual beings that, that I think sometimes gets uh, washed over with... Um, happy-go-lucky spirituality, like kind of new age spirituality, that everything is good on in other dimensions. Everything's perfect. Well, 
Your spirits and ancestors can only give you the best that they can do at that given time. There's still spiritual conflicts and wars going on in different dimensions and spirits that are at odds with each other, depending on the day, depending on uh, a dimensional history. There's all sorts of factors. So they're giving you the best that they possibly can. They're making you with care no matter what your, your situation is. And I know, again, I know that is hard, especially if you've had a difficult life, but there is freedom in engaging with a relationship of gratitude for being given any life, for any effort that was given to make you here right now. There's another factor that I want to say before I go on to, I think is the most exciting part, and that is those beings have access to dimensional knowing of like what we call time, like we think past, present, future. And for the, for them, it's different. I'm saying this, like I hang out with them, <laughs> like up in the stars. How do I hang out with like some of them? They're interested in me, but you know, it's not like we go to a conference and they told me this, but there's an understanding of all the inner, when you were made, there's a, a understanding and access. Some people might call it Ifa. Some people might call it Akashic Records. Other people might call it different things. There's an understanding of the spirit that they're making. Okay, this spirit has all these elements, all these desires, all these potentials and everything. And we also are taking into account what's going on in the world, the family they're being born into. They have some access to a path ahead of you. They have some access to all of the given circumstances that will be present in your life. So they are giving you the best chance understanding as much as they have access to about what is what the given circumstances are going to be. Here's the, here's the really exciting part to me. This is my favorite part. And that is your desires, right? Your desires are, are their desires. You are your ancestors. You are your spirits. So because there's this connection, when you have this desire, you are given the gifts and sometimes the talents. There's different ways to look at the gifts, talents, skills, all this. But you are given the gifts and sometimes there might be burdens that you need to work through, but you're given the gifts and the blessings to manifest your deepest desires. You have the gifts and blessings for that. Again, remember when I said that if you look back at like when people are civilized and colonized and when they're taken over and they're manipulated, one of the first things that people do is separate them from their relationships and their spirits and ancestors, separate them from any source that helps them feel alive, who they are, open, connected right? Because when you're connected to what I'm talking about, to your spirits and ancestors, who, by the way, are always involving themselves in, in guidance for you, right? They're, they're communicating with you sometimes through intuition, sometimes through things around you, sometimes through your actual blood and the codes in your body, right? They're, they're always help, trying to help you activate, activate those blessings and those gifts and guide you and embrace you and, and, and protect you, right? Yes. Yes. There are situations where things need to be cleaned up and that those things need to be reactivated. Yes. There are situations where there is 
torment and a fight going on and there might be some karma you're carrying or the toll of, of a life before or whatever it is where this process needs to be cleaned up, all the more reason to look into uh, a past, to look into who are your people to help you rebalance, to, to clean so that this relationship can be more pure and you can engage with these desires and, and create what it is you want and heal and all this good stuff. But you are given these gifts and blessings that are tied into their desires. So one of the cool things about this is if this is something that is that you're curious about or, or you might already be there, when you are seeking to manifest something, heal something, you know, whatever it is, it's a good opportunity to call on those spirits, your ancestors, however you do it at your altar, at a tree, at the river and ask to grow and ask to heal and ask, could you be involved because of this desire? And it's not just about me. It's about us. Help me understand this desire better. Show me the way, move the obstacles from my way. That's how it started for me. That I, I didn't know. I didn't have a lot of guidance. I had, I had a little bit of that guidance where I was like, you know, but the focus was not about spirit and ancestors. The focus was about something else, but it's still, I still was like sort of, sort of opening up to that. And it's these simple questions. Yes. These are relationships with you yourself, but it's also, I think about it as relationships with these beings who are on my team and I feed them and I give them water and I, pay attention to messages that are coming. And the more the, over the years that I've been doing this, I realize because I, I used to suffer from being alone all the time. I was always lonely <laughs> my whole life. I've always been on the outside and the fringe and I didn't grow up in the United States. I never understood the United States culture and identity and, and all this stuff, but I, I was kind of always on the outside. And I'll tell you, not only did these roads to the things that, you know, the experiences I wanted to manifest in my life and realizing my desires, but also I realized that I was never alone. I am never alone and I'm not lonely because I know that I am really a we, <laughs> that there's, that there, I'm always embraced and no matter what life throws at me, you know, just because I, I have this practice doesn't mean that something bad can't happen or that, you know, that I won't have challenges. But just from the simple story, even if I never learned all the other stuff that I engage myself with in ritual and ceremony, my, my uh, indigenous traditions that make sense for me in my blood, even if I never knew all that, I always come back to this very simple understanding that my desires are their desires. They are always with me. I have the gift and blessings. My job is to remember who I am and to engage with those things that I already have and allow them to be alive in me and to walk the path and to keep being in integrity and truth and, and respect and, and honor and figure out what those things mean for me and, and, learn how I evolve and understand my codes and all that stuff too, but that they're with me and that my desires, just because the world around me is, is giving me pressure and chaos and, and it can be scary sometimes 
that I was made for a reason. (laughs) And that I was made very specifically, very purposefully right now. And that just because there's all this pressure out here doesn't mean that that just goes away. I still have it. I still have my team and we're on our way. And it's in all of our interests. It's not just me doing this. It's in all of our interest to realize those desires. And it's fun to engage with who I really am and discover more about myself and to find out what my gifts and blessings are and then to live with them and embody with them. And I'll tell you, if we were all doing this on some level, I'm not here to say what level anybody needs to be on, but if we're all doing this on some level, can you imagine the type of healing that could be in our world, especially right now? Maybe even pause the podcast for a minute and just like think if just if we're all just engaging with this, creating relationships, whether it be ancestor and altar, or like with the trees or the river, and really being on the path to understanding our power. And that it's not just alone, us alone doing this life. And that we have it inside us to manifest our deepest desires and have that freedom to be who we are. Can you imagine what this world would be like? Can you see how important it is for us to have these relationships on whatever level it is? I don't know. I can. I can. So anyway, I wanted to share that creation story with you. It was very helpful to me. I share that with people who show up asking me, like, what do I believe? And I get messages like this. And this happens in, you know, if I'm teaching a workshop or clients will show up and have these questions about, like, I used to be religious, but, you know, none of that ever worked for me. And now I don't know what to believe. I don't know who to follow. People who maybe have been in different types of belief systems that weren't quite working for them or maybe manipulative and didn't feel empowered with themselves to be in the journey of making these relationships, you know, creating, consciously creating these relationships. And I always start with that story. And I always come back to that story, even for myself. I review it when I'm down. I'm like, okay, who am I really? And it's not just me, right? It's we, it's our team, us. (laughs) Okay, so that's what I wanted to share with you. Thank you for joining me. I am thoroughly enjoying expressing to you, with you in this audio space. And I am starting to get questions And I will start to arrange those and answer them in these solo episodes. For those of you who are new to the podcast, right now, the format in this ever-evolving podcast is I'll do an episode and then the next week it will be someone else, uh, a guest, a guest will be with me. And I hope that you join us for all of the episodes. And also, this is a labor of love. I do the editing, the hosting, the curating, the podcast, the writing, everything. And I'm not an editor, obviously. We know this already. If you've been listening, I'm not an editor. Uh, Doing the best I can. And um, there's not a budget for this either. So for those of you who have been sharing, I've been seeing it out there. For those of you who have been going to Apple Podcasts and rating and reviewing, thank you so much. It means 
the world to me, it helps like tremendously. You have no idea. And um, I feel blessed for the community that's starting around this podcast. And just like, you know, this is like the sixth episode or something like that. So I'm, I'm just really grateful. And I, and I hold you all original listeners close to my heart. Thank you for joining me. May your ancestors move obstacles from your way. May you be blessed. May this week be awesome. Happy spring. Yesterday was the equinox. It's about to get warm on this side of the world. Oh, big love. See you next week. The original and healthy beats for this podcast were created by Quincy Davis. His details are in the show notes. Woke Wisdom podcast episodes are written, hosted, produced, and edited by me, Alexandra Loves. My guests, of course, bring their own wisdom. If you have any questions you want me to answer on the podcast, you can email me at wokewisdompodcast at gmail.com or even better, text the podcast at 601-301-6974. I would be so grateful if you helped me share these messages far and wide by boosting the podcast with good reviews on Apple Podcasts or by sharing the episodes with friends and groups and families on social media. That would be so awesome. It just takes a few moments and a few clicks. Click, 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 clicky, click. Be blessed and I'll see you next week. Oh, one more thing. They told me I needed a disclaimer, so cue the music. Let's do this. The information in all podcast episodes and corresponding materials, the Woke Wisdom Podcast with Alexandra Loves, are provided for general, informational, and explorative purposes only. It is not professional advice. Any content provided by Alexandra Loves, guests, bloggers, sponsors, or authors are of their own opinion and not intended to defame, slander, or malign any person, place, or thing. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or attached material. Alexandra Loves and her guests are not therapists, counselors, physicians, unless otherwise stated. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast or corresponding materials to treat any mental, physical, or medical condition in either yourself or others. Please seek out appropriate professionals for help. Privacy matters to the Woke Wisdom Podcast. People, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast may be changed to protect confidentiality. Through this podcast and corresponding materials, you're able to link to other websites which are not under the control of this podcast or Alexandra Loves. The inclusion of any links does not necessarily imply a recommendation or endorse the views expressed within them. In no event is the Woke Wisdom Podcast or Alexandra Loves liable for any loss or damage, including without limitation, indirect or consequential loss or damage, or any loss and damage whatsoever arising from your interaction with this podcast or corresponding materials. This podcast and all corresponding materials should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever. This podcast and all corresponding material is owned and copyrighted by Alexandra Loves. You are welcome to download and play the podcast and share with others for personal use. Please acknowledge the Woke Wisdom Podcast with Alexandra Loves as the source of the material. You may not, except without our express written permission, distribute or commercially exploit the content. Email wokewisdompodcast at alexandralove.com to attain written permission.